The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they were over, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live on bread alone. Then he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. The devil said to him, I shall give to you all this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I may give it to whomever I wish. All this will be yours if you worship me. Jesus said to him in reply, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. Then he led him to Jerusalem and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him in reply, It also says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him for a time. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When I was newly ordained, a newer priest who had a long beard, and he used to stroke it when I used to talk to him. It gave me the impression that he was listening attentive to what I was saying, and I think one time I said just a little bit too much. Because he asked me, Peter, do you pray? I said, well, yeah, of course I do. What priest doesn't pray? He said, no, 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 that's not what I mean. Do you, when you pray, do you, after you pray, do you, uh, I, do you feel like your batteries have been recharged? Are you transformed? Are you a new man? I said, well, that doesn't always happen when I pray. He says, then you need to learn to pray. Now, the reason I say that is because we find that Jesus is in, in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, and we see that he prays there, and he's fasting, and he's trading scripture quotes with the devil and winning arguments. <laughs> and, start to, and I think to myself, gee, I wonder if Jesus could be using his time and his gifts a little better. Because I'm thinking of the woman who has been hemorrhaging for 12 years, while she is spending all her money on the doctors and not getting anything done and her suffering, another day goes by. Jesus is in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. And we also know that there's a, a young boy who is possessed by a demon, and the demon throws him into the fire to burn him and, and throws him into the water every day to, to drown him. And while he is suffering these seizures every day, Jesus, he's in a desert. 40 days and 40 nights. We know that there's a man with a withered hand, and 
You can't hold a job with a withered hand. You can't hold babies with a withered hand. And yet, another day ticks by while Jesus is in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. And there were blind people, paralyzed people, people that really could use his words of hope. But another day has to go by and they'll have to wait because Jesus is on hold. He's in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. And yet, there's a priest somewhere out there with a long beard that'll say to us, he's in there, leave him there. He's recharging the batteries. He's getting strong. He's being transformed to do great things. Every time Jesus did something great, every time, whether it was choosing the 12 disciples or or feeding thousands of people or, or walking on water, being transfigured before his disciples or saving the world by his suffering, death, and resurrection, before he did all of those great things, he prayed. You know why? It's not just about running around doing a bunch of stuff. It's about what you do before that determines the greatness of what you do after. There was a surgeon that went into a patient's room and and I was explaining the procedure the next day. It was his heart surgery and when he was done, he asked the patient, Is there, do you have any questions? And the patient said, yeah, just have one. What are you doing tonight? Well, the doctor was a little perplexed by the question. He says, well, I'm actually, after you sign the release form, I'm, I'll go home, I'll have dinner with my wife, I'll do some light reading and go to bed. Why do you ask? And the patient said, because I want to make sure that you're going to have your A game. I want to make sure that you're prepared for my surgery because if I because if you told me that you were going to go partying with the boys or you're going to be on call all night in the emergency room I would not sign that release form you know it's not just doing things it's about what you do before that determines how great you do when you do things after you know the Israelites they practiced Sabbath, which is every once a week. They didn't work. They took the day and they prayed and they spent time with their family. No one in the ancient world did this. Nobody. Because if you had a business, it would put you at a huge disadvantage. Now, let's say you were in the pottery business and you took a Sabbath, took the day off to pray. You go on Monday morning to make you, before you make your first pottery cup, your ceramic tea cup, the competition is already sending out an order. Or let's say, for instance, you're in the the fishing business, and you take your Sabbath, and before you even throw your net out on a Monday morning, the competition is already flooding the, the market with fish and lowering the price. Puts you at a huge disadvantage. But here's the thing. The Israelites... The Israelites always beat the competition. They beat them. Why? Because of the Sabbath. Because they were on their A game. 
because they knew how to work together, because they, were, they learned how to be more efficient in their work. They can get more done. The Sabbath was a huge advantage to them in the business world. You know, the reason why we Christians take Lent so seriously, and we do, I mean, you go to Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday is not even a, a day of obligation, and the church is packed. Because we take Lent seriously. Why? Because we're absolutely, totally convinced that God wants us to do great things. And we know that it's not just about running around doing a bunch of stuff. It's what you do before that determines the greatness of what you do after.